one of us lived up to our potential and managed our resources so well that we could provide for ourselves, our families, and our communities in a meaningful and substantial way. Join Step Right with Lynn, the show dedicated to empowering socially conscious individuals to manage their financial resources for the benefit of themselves, their families, and the greater community. Here's Lynn Wedham, Certified Financial Planner and Managing Partner at Step Right Capital Planning. Good morning. Welcome to Separate with Lynn. Please join in on, in on the conversation today by calling in or using the chat room on the A to Zen website. Uh, email me anytime at lynn at stepright.ca. I'm here to answer your questions about your financial needs, your retirement income planning, or how to effectively add charitable giving to your financial plan or your estate planning. Uh, that email again is lynn at stepright.ca, L-Y-N-N at stepright, S-T-E-P-R-I-G-H-T dot C-A. Uh, if you're listening to this show, I'd like to ask you for a favor. I'd really love some feedback. Um, is the show interesting to you? Uh, if you've listened to more than one show, I'd really like to know if you find the topics interesting. Uh, is the format engaging? Um, this is the 19th show, and as I think about the future of the show, I really need to hear from you because I need to know if the show is providing value. Uh, that email again is lynn at stepright, L-Y-N-N, at stepright, S-T-E-P-R-I-G-H-T dot C-A. The show today is called I Did It My Way with guests Joel Hilchey and Kathleen Wright, who are planning a unique wedding experience for their guests that aligns with their values. Many years ago, I was speaking with a client and friend, and she said she had told her daughters that she'd help them with their education, but she wasn't going to pay for weddings. And I thought, wow, can you do that? Because um, I have four daughters as well, and I really like the concept. I wasn't thinking about values at the time, but today I'm realizing that that choice is a reflection of values, um, valuing the education uh, over that traditional wedding experience day. Um, also, in speaking with young people, sometimes I find it hard to justify the expenses that sometimes um, have um have come up with that one-day celebration when it sometimes means that the couple uh, has taken on debt. Sometimes it means that, you know, parents have taken on debt maybe at a time in their lives when it, it maybe wasn't the best time to have taken on debt to have planned that perfect traditional wedding. Uh, so when I heard... Um, that Kathleen and Joel uh, were planning something really different. I was really interested to learn more about that. Uh, Kathleen is a high school teacher in southern Ontario. She teaches family studies and leadership and is the staff co-head of her school's anti-bullying project. Kathleen has spoken at conferences, PA days, and parent information nights about her research and programs. During her time at Queen's University, Kathleen was fortunate to do a teaching placement in an English as a Second Language Discipline uh, classroom in Nineveh and completed a field studies education term in Kenya. Kathleen started her teaching career by joining a cross 
Canada biking trip to teach sustainability to youth across Canada. Since then, she's taught skiing in Switzerland, worked with students with special needs and discipline issues in Kenark Outdoor Centre, taught leadership and life skills to underprivileged teens with the Tim Hortons Children's Foundation, and worked with youth in Brantford at the Boys and Girls Club. During her many life experiences teaching a vast array of types of youth, a similar issue kept surfacing everywhere, bullying. Kathleen believes that bullying is the biggest issue that our student culture grapples with. This is because many students involved in a bullying situation, either as a target, a bully, or a bystander, feel similarly that there is no solution. This led her to take a Master of Education through Brock University and study increased aggression levels in youth and try to develop potential peace-building strategies in her grade 9 classroom. Through her research, she discovered that many youth are lacking skills to connect positively. She saw that once the students in her classroom were taught pro-social skills, they chose respectful actions. Uh, Joel is an educator leadership expert and the founder of the Beanstalk Project. He speaks at schools and events across North America, creating social change by juggling, storytelling, and playing with mousetraps. The Beanstalk Project is a youth engagement initiative to promote global citizenship, develop youth leadership, and create positive social change. At unconference events across Canada, students learn social entrepreneurship skills, connect with mentors, and jumpstart their own exciting community projects. Joel teaches at McMaster University, running the final year course, Engineering and Social Responsibility. He was also selected to help develop an innovative new course called the McMaster Sustainable Future Project. Joel graduated from McMaster University in 2006 with a degree in engineering physics, minoring in business. In 2008, he completed his master's degree in environmental engineering at the University of Toronto. Joel is well-trained in experiential education and is a skilled and experienced facilitator for corporate groups, nonprofits, education staff, sports teams. His keynotes and workshops have helped schools with leadership development, bullying prevention, student engagement, high school transition programs, environmental conferences, and much more. Uh, he's a proud member of the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers, and he's an amateur actor, singer, juggler, musician, and his barbershop quartet, Chameleon, is the current Ontario District Champion. You're busy people. Yeah, we certainly are. <laughs> Kathleen, um, you've decided to get married in a way that doesn't follow all the traditions of the North American weddings. Why is that? Why have you gone this route? I think for a few reasons. The, probably the biggest was our own personal comfort level. Um, when we got engaged, obviously, um, started thinking about what kind of wedding we wanted. And there were a few things about the traditional wedding that either didn't fit uh, comfort or our values. Um, so we started kind of searching elsewhere for different ideas. Um, one of the things, uh, we're, we're kind of private people. And so the thought of getting married, you know, that seemed like a really intimate act. And the thought of getting married in front of 150 people just um, made us both feel quite uncomfortable. Um, so. 
as a result, we've decided to have a small ceremony with um, probably about 20, I think there's 27 people coming, and then a larger celebration the next day. Um, the other thing that, that kind of struck me personally was that my father passed away seven, almost seven years ago, and a lot of the North American focus of a wedding is father-daughter, right? The father walking the daughter down the aisle and the father-daughter dance. And I've actually been to quite a few weddings where they've played around with um, that reality for people. Right? They've had a family member who's passed away, and they've done mm-hmm. some really neat things that kind of work for them, right? They dance with their mom or their uncle. And for me, those things just didn't fit. For me, mm-hmm. it, it sort of felt like, well, this is the moment where he's not here. And, right. uh, you know, I'm already going to be sad that he's not there, and I... Personally, I just didn't want to exacerbate those moments that really reminded me that that he wasn't there. Um, And then I think the third, probably biggest for us, was how do we how do we make sure that the people coming to the wedding really get to know who we are as people, Um, and so we kind of tailored things in in that way. Mm Hmm. Mm Hmm. Um, So, Joel. What will be unique about the wedding? Well, um, the the events that we've got planned is uh, uh, it's the, a Friday and a Saturday, and on the Friday we, we've sort of planned out a minute by minute thing for us because we we want it to be a non stressful day. We, when we ask people um, what you know, what are your kind of regrets about your wedding or whatever, and a lot of people said, "Gosh, we we packed so much in, I don't even really remember it." Um, mm-hmm. I, I remember kind of being stressed and overwhelmed, and I went through the motions, but I, I didn't get a chance to really enjoy it. Um, For and sure. So, so we've started off with some morning yoga on on Friday morning, uh, and then we get ready kind of that that uh, uh, midday, um, and around four o'clock we'll have a small ceremony in our backyard, uh, and and that's probably the the traditional. Part. It, it will look somewhat like a traditional wedding ceremony, except mm-hmm. it'll be in our our backyard, and we've rewritten a few things in the ceremony to make sure it's meaningful to us. Um, and then we go out for dinner that night with the the people who are there. The next day is the more unique day, and that's uh, the day when we've invited a guest list of about 150. Uh, and we're we're once again doing some morning yoga uh, with uh, everyone who wants to come is is welcome. Uh, we'll do some yoga in the park, uh, and then we're having a, a in the afternoon a picnic potluck in the park, um, and uh, it's, so that's going to involve uh, a craft station, some hula hooping. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have some slack lines uh, out, or uh, some bocce ball, uh, that that sort of stuff. Um, and uh, it's a potluck uh, dinner, so that's maybe one of the, the things that's a little bit different than what a lot of people do with, with the sort of sit-down dinner. Um, but uh, So we've got a, a potluck dinner, and then we all head over to uh, uh, the Dundas Little Theater. And mm. um, so the overall event is a, a picnic potluck in the park and performance panoply, um, <laughs> which... Uh, a panoply, I had to look up the word, um, is an impressive array, and hopefully it'll be an impressive array because we have some friends that are super talented. We've got a, a magician friend, and uh, Kathleen's cousin is a, a guitar player, um, 
and then I sing in a barbershop quartet and, and mm-hmm. add in a few other things, uh, you know, a friend playing the banjo and uh, hopefully our parents doing a little bit of a welcome act. And we've got ourselves <laughs> a little uh, show for the evening. Um, yeah. And interspersed with that will be uh, some some friends of ours who know us a little bit, and I guess that would be sort of like the wedding speeches. Um, okay. We've asked them to share little three to four minute stories to help other people, to help the audience get to know us, and so that they know right. us as a couple and know us as individuals. Uh, right. And after that, we may we may come back to our place and have a little bonfire and toast some s'mores, uh, and then the, the the Sunday morning, if people are still in town, we'll have some coffee and pastries out on the patio. Uh, right. So, uh, so those are sort of the events. I, I think um, what's what's unique about it is, uh, I mean, the biggest things are the, the potluck uh, piece and then this performance aspect mm-hmm. as well. Rather than having uh, a dance or something like this where we bring in a band, we thought, well, let's just have our friends perform. That'll be... That'll be fun. Excellent. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. What, yeah. One that, thing that, that, I like that. Start. Yeah. One thing I liked you said was, um, you know, you've stated the reason for telling the stories, right? Is mm-hmm. is for those who know Kathleen to meet Joel, right? And those who know Joel to meet Kathleen. I think sometimes at a wedding, you know, even that one little part, we kind of forget why we do that. You know, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. You know, I, I like the it's, clarity it's, that you've given to that. It, we, you know, when we were thinking about how to plan this wedding, I think we kind of thought, you know, Kathleen mentioned it's kind of private to us. You know, sometimes it, it right. feels a little bit like pillow talk or something. You know, and uh, <laughs> and and we thought, what exactly do we want to show off to people? You know right. why are we bringing these people in to watch this, and and that sort of we're both educators. That sort of educational component maybe is shining mm-hmm. through a little bit here, but we we wanted to focus on that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think even that one point to to think about the why we're doing this. We get traditions, and we we think that's the only way, mm-hmm. um, and, and without thinking about the why are we doing this. So I, I think that's a very good component. It's already time to go for a break, um, so we will discuss this more when we come back from the break. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on A to Zen.fm. Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. 
or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. We're back to Step Right with Lynn. Uh, we'd love to have you join in the conversation today. If you have questions or comments for Kathleen and Joel, uh, give us a shout. Um, you can do that through the online chat room uh, or give us a call. Uh, the topic for the show today is low-cost, high-value wedding. Uh, my guests are Joel and Kathleen. Um, Kathleen, uh, do you have anything to add about the events that are planned for the day? Um, I think one of the things that um, to just chat briefly about is uh, our view of presence. So one of the things, Joel and I uh, met a little bit older. Um, we're in our 30s. And... I think typically presents come came because you know couples were younger and they were coming together and building a house together, right? So then and had needs and ha- and totally had needs. So you know the showers came and you know you got kitchen stuff and whatever and same during weddings. Um, our reality is that we were putting two fully stocked houses together. You know, and I'd already upgraded to the nice coffee machine. I didn't have my university <laughs> coffee machine anymore. Right. And so the thought, I mean, we spent about two years that we've been living together trying to purge the amount of stuff that we have and give it away or whatever. So the the, the concept of getting anything new just <laughs> seems a bit overwhelming to us. And so what we did on our website, Joel did a great job of explaining, you know, that we're older and we actually don't need any more stuff. Um but that we we really believe in gifts in different ways. So the, the first is that the fact that they've made the point to come to our wedding, their, their presence at our wedding is a present to us. Mm-hmm. Um, that we're asking people to bring food. And that, right. you know, most of our dinner parties are potlucks. We love having potlucks. And so if people want to take the time to make a delicious salad or some sort of rice thing, rice dish, mm-hmm. Um, that that actually the time that they took to do that and to buy the ingredients and bring something delicious is a present to us. Um, and then the third thing we've asked for is um, for them to give us their wisdom. So we've asked uh. just on a regular piece of paper to give us the best life wisdom that they have acquired. And wow. it could be anything from marriage to kids to cleaning to <laughs> conflict um, yeah. And to put it on that, and we're going to make a big scrapbook of everyone's wisdom. You might have um, to write a book. You might have to write a book after right. this happens. <laughs> well, that's a good yeah, idea. actually, that'd be lovely. Yeah, um, yeah. We do know, I, I come from a culture where giving presents is extremely important. And so we knew that there would be that potential conflict. We also know that we're going to be getting some renegade people who just can't stop themselves from giving us something lovely. Um, but we did um, we did find something. We said, you know, if you really can't hold back, could you? There is one thing that we really want, and we found uh, a company that uses old barn wood to to make harvest tables. I mean, that's something. And so we said, could you donate to the harvest table fund if you really feel that you need to put some money into something? Uh-huh. Um, so I feel like that's something I'm actually quite proud of that we've done. Mm-hmm. 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 So we liked the idea of a of a big 
you know, dining room table because we felt it was sort of the centerpiece of a family life. And right. so we uh, we know that, and we've written it on our website this way, we hopefully have communicated this to people that, you know, it, this is something that's important to us and to have, to know that everyone who wanted to contribute to that sort of was part of that. Uh, like we felt that was an, an awesome way to support us in our new family life um, and and sort of symbolically represent this bringing together of of households and and not just households but of communities as well. Yeah, uh, it, it so sounds like yeah, the, yeah, the that was a symbol we, we really liked. Yeah, the so- table sounds like um, the the perfect gift when when you consider that you like to do potlucks as well, right? Again, mm. it it it's um uh that's where your friends will come around, your community, your family. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so it's all it it symbolizes uh all of that. So that's wonderful. So, Joel, where where did the beginning of the ideas come from? Um so uh I I teach creativity. In fact, I'm I'm working on a book uh, about teaching creativity right now with my friend Brandon, and uh, so we've got this process called brain sprouting, which is like brainstorming but a lot more fun, uh, and and it's really focused on coming up with lots of unique ideas. And cool. basically, what we did to start off uh, is we brain sprouted a, a whole bunch of ideas. Um, we've got a, a, a we've got the spreadsheet still with sort of probably, I don't know fifty or a hundred different things. We said, well, what do we like to do? Well, you know, what do we, how do we want to spend our time? What do we like to eat? Uh, and we thought of all these different things. What do we like to do in Hamilton? Um, what could we do with people when they, they showed up? And, and we came up with a lot of different ideas. Um, mm-hmm. And then from there, certain things sort of stood out to us, and we thought, oh, that would be cool. Um, it, it, one of the, the things we were thinking about the ceremony, and we thought, well, we're we both like to have fun. What what would be fun in a ceremony? You know, the, not the stodgy sort of old time mm-hmm. thing. And, and one of the ideas we came up with was a a wedding Mad Lib. Um, <laughs> you know, with, I, I, if you remember Mad Libs uh, back from elementary school. But you know, so dearly, yeah. uh, whatever noun you know or, or right. adjective. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, I think that'll be really fun. So we've been able to integrate some parts like that into all the different events. But it started just by with an intention to say, let's go blank slate here. Imagine we didn't know what weddings were supposed to be like. What would we want to include in a celebration? Right, right. And and I guess you've got to put the idea down without that immediately coming. Oh, that's not appropriate for a wedding, right? Right. You know, like like there there'd be something. Uh, you know, I could just picture myself thinking, "Oh, that wouldn't be appropriate, right?" <laughs> because yeah. because we do have a we do have something in our mind about how it's supposed to be. Absolutely, you know, so. there's uh, you know, uh, culture tells us right from the beginning, uh, you know, how it's supposed to be. We we actually looked for unique wedding ideas online. I I googled that. You know, tell me unique wedding ideas, and yep. the uniqueness I found were things like try having your shrimp cocktail served in a big pot rather than in small cocktail glasses. You know, that would be a really unique wedding idea. And, and for 
and maybe that is for people who who really plan on having a, a shrimp you know, cocktail bar, um, and and that would be doing things really differently. Or you know, they say, oh, make the centerpieces out of um, fruit instead of out of uh, instead of mm-hmm. out of flowers. And those are are fun ideas, but they still there's this implication there that. You know, the centerpieces you have on the table are really important to your wedding. That's going to be what's really memorable for people. And for right. us, that just didn't fit. You know, yeah. we, we said, it doesn't matter to me if a, a picnic table is, is where we're eating our, our dinner. That That's fine for me. Although a, a yeah. funny thing, um, my mom actually um, said, oh, well, maybe we should rent some tables so that people don't have to, you know, lean over the picnic table. Uh-huh. Uh, to get their food, you know, with the bench in the way. And and that was interesting. Uh, I love my mom. She's great. She's been amazingly understanding through this whole process. Um, but it struck me as funny that that was a thing that we were concerned about, you know, like, oh, the food is on the picnic table. How are we going to get the food off the picnic table? <laughs> we're going to have to bend right over the, the thing. Mom, I'm pretty sure this has never been a problem before. You know, people have been eating off picnic tables for a long time. <laughs> Um, yeah. So it, there's there's a lot of social expectations about what is appropriate at a wedding, like you say, uh, and we yeah. we tried to yeah. throw some of that away. Yes, yeah, yeah. I I, I think it's it's that that blank slate uh, idea. Um, if you hadn't started with a blank slate, you wouldn't have ended up where you are. Exactly. And as comfortable with with what you're what you're heading to do. Kathleen, it's it's really common today for businesses, large and small individuals, to have mission and vision statements as a basis for decisions that they make. Um, when I think about the choices you're making for the wedding, I get the feeling that there might be something similar in play here. Um, if there was perhaps a value statement that has guided your, your decisions, uh, what would that value statement be? Um, so we didn't, interestingly, as we were trying to kind of break free from the tradition of what weddings have seemed to be. And, and I just want to be clear that I think the traditions exist because they really work. You know, mm-hmm. people like to see mm-hmm. people getting married. People like to go to cocktails. People like to dance. They like to hear speeches. All of these things are quite normal, actually, and, and they seem to work. Um, okay. For us, when we were trying to figure out what what was original and what what parts of those things worked for us or what we needed to kind of break out of, um, we got a bit frustrated because it was hard it was hard to separate ourselves from that. And so as we were brain sprouting, you know, similar stuff kept coming up. Um, and so we decided to make a list of things we wanted to work towards, values we wanted to work towards, kind of like, one, and one of our values was fun, and things that we wanted to stay away from. Um, so two of those things, one, uh, one was we wanted to stay away from spending lots and lots of money, um, because that actually fits within our value system. We actually make quite wise decisions, and we talk a lot before we purchase things. Um, we also wanted to stay away from perfectionism. So one of the things I really pride myself on is the fact that I have not looked at one wedding magazine 
And I haven't gone on Pinterest, even though most people <laughs> have told me that I need to go on Pinterest. Yeah. I think that this uh, goal of perfectionism is what drives up the cost for a lot of people. It also, mm-hmm. I think, channels us all into this sort of wedding machine that has been created. And once once we decided, you know, it doesn't need to be perfect, which is where I think Joel's mom was coming from with, like, leaning over the benches, right? Mm-hmm. You're, the wedding is supposed to be seamless. The bride is supposed to look perfect. You know, you're not, there are never supposed to be any mistakes. But then if you really think about it, What's one of the moments we all love at weddings? Well, we love seeing the um, flower girl, you know, dump all the petals at the start of mm-hmm. her walk down the aisle. That's cute, right. and it's funny, and it's, um, there's lots of joy in that mistake. And so I think with that in mind, knowing that it doesn't have to be perfect, right? One of the things my mom's worried about is that, you know, what if not enough people bring food to the potluck? Well, we'll know in time, and then we'll order pizza. So <laughs> the focus beautiful. on not on not having it be so prescribed that that we can have mistakes and we can have it can be open to the uniqueness of the people that come. Um, I think we'll make it super creative. We also um, made a decision that we would be equal partners in the wedding, so it wasn't going to be. Mm-hmm all about the bride. Uh, I'm not really that kind of person, so that fit mm-hmm. <laughs> quite easily. Um, I haven't really been the kind of woman that like thinks about my wedding forever. And right. so because it, it's actually taken a lot of pressure off of me. I'm also really mm-hmm. fortunate in that I have a partner that really does want to organize and be an active participant in the wedding. I know that that's not always um, mm-hmm. something that each couple feels. Um, and so, you know, in the end, I, I think the main, our main focus are things like fun, um, learning about us as a couple, and then celebrating in the way that, that we love to celebrate, which are things like mm-hmm. potlucks and juggling and slacklining and doing crafts and going to performances. So I think the fact that we nailed down what we didn't want and what we did want really helped us focus in once we were done our brain sprouting on on what really what were the focuses for the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we had started out um talking about the stress of the day. Well if you can give up that perfectionism, um, you know, you're a long way towards uh giving up the stress of the day as well. Oh yeah. yeah it's time for and us to go to another break. Uh we'll and we'll look forward to finishing uh to continuing with this discussion after the break. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Step Right with Lynn. 
Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S., 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the show. Uh, our show today, the title is I Did It My Way. I'm speaking with Joel and Kathleen uh, about their unique wedding plans. Uh, Joel, are there some other ways that, that your wedding day will align with your values? Well, one of the things uh, that to add on to what Kathleen was saying, I think um, we wanted to make sure that we didn't focus on things that other people told us were important, but instead focused on what we thought was important. Uh, an example of this, I, I think that you know Kathleen mentioned the wedding machine. Things like um, the color of the napkins or something. Yeah. It, for for lots yeah. of uh, people, and, and to be fair, uh, lots of uh, we, we like aesthetics. I mean, we're, we're planning on having decorations, but mm-hmm. we didn't want to be so stressed about every detail that planning the thing became a nightmare. Um, and and for us that was that was we tried to keep it simple enough that the planning would remain fun, and so I think mm-hmm. that that knowing that we were doing the planning ourselves, we we didn't want to hire a wedding planner. Um, we we wanted to keep not only the wedding day itself but the planning process um, in line with with what we felt was important. Also, terrific. So. Um, Kathleen, what was the initial reaction from your family? So uh, a bit mixed, I think. My family is quite traditional, um, and uh, I have nine cousins, and so I'm, I think I'm cousin seven getting married. And uh-huh. of the family, uh, there's some really strong social norms and social expectations that exist within sort of the, the culture that I grew up in. Um, and as my mother said, we're blowing the top off of it. <laughs> it doesn't even, those don't even exist anymore. And so I think, I think, I mean, they know that I'm different and they know that I make choices that, they know that I'm thoughtful and I'm really reflective. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't think that they're that surprised, to be honest. I think that mm-hmm. um, in a lot of ways people are really excited about some of the things that are going to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't really know what's being said, except for that I, I'm feeling a little bit of, like, nervousness about things like, well, what what would we wear to something like this, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's very clear what kind of weddings my cousins had and what is expected to, to what kind of clothing mm-hmm. you're supposed to wear, where to our wedding, that's not clear. Um, mm-hmm. I think that not giving presents um, is going to be really, really hard for them. And, in fact, I'm not sure they're all going to follow that because because it's just too outside their social norm that it seems rude or it seems ungracious right. to bring a present. Um, I do know I heard from a couple of my aunts how excited they are about the potluck and yeah. the performance. They think that that's just going to be super neat. Um, one aunt is really excited to hula hoop. She said she won a hula hooping contest <laughs> in high school and that she really thinks she's going to rock it. Oh, so, cool. you know, 
in a way, I think a friend of mine said to me, she said, you know, I love the fact that you guys have stayed true to your values because it's really going to teach your family the kind of world you've chosen to live in. And although this is you, and we all know this is you, and you've been doing this, you know, since you moved out of home 16 years ago, um, this is really going to highlight to them and teach them what family you're going to create in the future. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think as we get closer, you know, people are getting, they're a li- little less nervous because we've broken down some of, you know, what's expected yeah. um, and are getting more and more excited about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's great. Even even just that fact that that your aunt feels that she can be a part of of the dinner, right? Like obviously that's that's something that that she can see as a fit for her is preparing what she's going to make for the potluck. So, yeah, that's right. very and, cool and how they're how they're is, seeing where they fit in. It is the potluck has been something that's been uh, uh, caused a little bit of anxiety, and maybe Joel can speak to that more, but. Um, one of the things that we have, when we've talked to people when they've been to a potluck wedding, is that there's this intense feeling of community, that every person was a part mm-hmm. of making this wedding happen, and people interact more than at average wedding. Yeah. So that's something we were really trying to go for. Excited about, yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, we, about, uh, how about your family, Joel? Uh, yeah, they, um, my, so my family, maybe... Uh, in general, they've been very accepting, but um, it, my dad said, uh, you know, w- just before we sent out the sort of website, he said, you know, I, Joel, I need to tell you, I don't think you should do a potluck for your wedding. Um, mm-hmm. You're probably going to do it anyways, and you know, but we've got this ongoing joke where he always feels that he waits too long before he shares his opinion. So it's it's too late by the time he actually you know, speaks up. <laughs> okay. And so he said, you know, you probably just sent out the invitations earlier today, but I don't think you should do a potluck. And I wanted to speak that so that I didn't feel guilty for the rest of my life. Um, and I said, well, thanks. And, and we talked about it uh, a little bit. We had a good conversation. And I, I tried to get it, well, it, how come? Is this a bad idea? And I think the root of it was he he felt that, if people are going to make the effort to come to the wedding, then you should at least buy them dinner. Uh, uh, and okay. if you don't, if you don't feel gracious enough for them being there to offer them dinner, then probably don't invite them. Um, mm. And and so from our perspective, I mean, I, I get the thought of that, um, but. Mm-hmm. It didn't balance out. That didn't overweigh our. No, we're we're choosing a community approach to this, and we've mm-hmm. said to the people who are coming from out of town, if you're, you know, if it's too hard to bring something, don't worry about it. There's always too much food at potlucks, so there is, yeah. we don't want this to be stressful for you either. Um, mm-hmm. So, anyways, it was it was good that, uh, like, I was proud that my my dad told me that that you know well, he said, oh, I well, don't, I don't he, know that this is the best idea. Yeah, and he didn't just say it's wrong. He'd thought it through as to, you know, what he explained to you his reason for the way he felt, which I think is mm-hmm. important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the other the other small reaction uh was uh I I would say it was uh, around alcohol at the wedding. Um mm-hmm. and we probably would have chosen to have a cash bar. Um 
but uh, I would say our parents felt that, no, you should offer them a drink. If you should offer people a, a drink, you should not make them pay for their own drink. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, we did We did make that compromise, actually. Uh, right, that, right. You know, that's, okay, we, we will have a, a short period of uh, essentially an open bar um, yeah. at the theater. Uh-huh. So, and Kathleen, but overall, the reaction has been really good. I would say. Yeah, that's terrific. It's 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 good that um, it's good that there's that support there for what you're doing. Kathleen, did did you make any other compromises to accommodate wishes of the family members? Um, I think the besides the alcohol was sort of the big compromise that we ended up making, um, and it, you know, in a way, I think this process has brought our two families closer together. Or at least, you know, Joel into my family and me into his because uh, the the conflicts have arisen and people have shared what they believe and think. Um, Mm -hmm. My mom and Joel and I had had a few conversations about the alcohol and I, I think for her it just sort of felt too out of left field. You know, a cash bar is not something that people would do in in sort of the world that I grew up in. And for Mm -hmm. us, we, you know, our concern was we didn't want people drinking and driving. Um, It was a theater performance, right? It's not not the kind of place. I I know at a lot of weddings, people, when there's an open bar, really take advantage of it and end up Mm -hmm. drinking too much. And as a result, people get buses to drive people home. There's always at least one. (laughs) Right, right. And and we, I mean, we didn't, we didn't allot for that. We didn't. We didn't, you know, we don't have anything set in stone to ensure that people are going to be driving safe. Um, but for her, it seemed really ungracious, and she was able to express that to us. And so right. ha- having that open communication, you know, we listened and we heard and then thought, you know what, like, this is making her feel really uncomfortable, and we're not super interested in having a lot of people who are stressed at our wedding, and so said, mm-hmm. sure, like, we'll have... During the intermission, we'll be offering some alcohol to people. Um, mm-hmm. But our compromise was, you know, we're not going to offer it before because we're really, we right. are concerned about people drinking and driving. The other thing, I mean, right. we had a few little kind of guest list compromises that we needed to make. Um, mm-hmm. The Having the small ceremony um, is very different. And, mm-hmm. and so that that in itself was... Um, a challenge for me, I mean, I talked personally with all my aunts and uncles and just said, like, we're only having immediate family or people we consider to have immediate family. And in a lot of ways, like, I'm, there are a bunch of people that I'm I'm really sad aren't going to be there. But mm-hmm. to be able to keep it to the, the um, kind of intimate feel that mm-hmm. we need it to be for our own comfort yeah. level and happiness levels, uh, we kind of made compromises with ourselves, but also needed to kind of uh, explain that to as many people as possible so that they weren't hurt, actually. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I, and I, um, uh, I think it's important to to keep communication as the, uh, I guess giving even giving somebody the opportunity to say, uh, you know, that that they wish they could be there and that kind of thing is is better than just leaving it hanging right mm-hmm. <laughs> so making Definitely. that explanation is is helpful i think you, you yeah. know the whole guest list thing when was probably the 
most uncomfortable part of the whole planning process. And I, that's consistent with what, you know, I think most people who have had a wedding find as well because you have to cut it off somewhere. And right. it almost feels like, you know, you're breaking up with your friends in some ways. Like, mm. oh, you didn't make the list of the top 30, huh? Oh, that's, you know, oh, you didn't make the list of the top 150? Like, it, that that feels awful because, you know, we each probably have 150 people that we would like right. to have there. But, you know, the theater's capacity is 150. And, and mm-hmm. so we just, we can't do it. And like Kathleen said, with the aunts and uncles, as soon as you invite one well then that number balloons you know that that's right so i I think that um kathleen mentioned it's a compromise with yourself sometimes as well you say well gosh we we really would like to have these people there but one thing i'm out of is that we were really able to do it in a way that i I don't think uh many people's feelings have been hurt i know that it's Mm -hmm. probably unavoidable but I, i think we did it in um, the best way we could. Certainly, we feel proud of how we've we've addressed that. Yeah, and if 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 you've done your best to um, you know to accommodate everyone's feelings, that's the best you can do, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to um, you have to know you've done your best to do that. Well, it's time for another break, um, and we'll uh, share our final thoughts after this break. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. Again, this is Lynn Wedham on Step Right with Lynn. Our guests are Joel and Kathleen, and they're telling us about the unique wedding that that they have planned. Um, Kathleen, how does it make you feel to plan this event and really know that it's a reflection of your values? Um, I feel I feel amazing when I think about the day. I mean, we're still that six weeks away. When I think about the day, I just get so excited because. We have all these wonderful people that we love coming together and doing, I mean, besides the fact, obviously, that I'm getting married, and that's pretty exciting, but the the way in which we're getting married really excites me um, and makes me feel calm and happy. I mean, we're uh, home in the midst of kind of, we've done a bit of traveling, and um, we're needing to get a bunch of tasks done, but I'm actually even excited about every task. So every time there's a task that comes up that doesn't, feel fun, 
we right. think about eliminating that part. Um, so, no, I think it feels, to me, it feels really wonderful and really honest. Um, and as a result, kind of decreases stress hugely. I mean, who knows? If you talk to me a week before, I might not feel the same way, but right now I feel great. <laughs> well, more, more yoga might be in your future to keep, <laughs> to keep, that, uh, to keep control of that, but uh, that's super. Joel, do you think this approach will work for other people? Yeah, I do. Um, so we um, we didn't do. I I I think we we're not doing anything that's totally weird and wacky. That's like totally incomprehensible to people. The mm-hmm. the different choices that we made were things like, okay, we're gonna have a sm- a small dinner. So we are buying dinner for people on the first night, but we're buying dinner right. for thirty people, not three hundred. Um, were you know Kathleen's wedding dress um, was actually a bridesmaid's dress, uh, mm-hmm. but it's white and I'm sure it'll be beautiful. I haven't seen it yet, but mm-hmm. so you know, uh, it, it, the, the cost for it was more like five hundred rather than like five thousand right. dollars. You know, um, so uh, I got I got a new suit for the the occasion, and, and that mm-hmm. set me back about three hundred dollars. But right. I really like the suit, and I'll, I'll wear it again. Um, You'll use it again, so, yeah. Yeah. So the the things that we've done, you know, we got our rings um, on. We got them specially made on Etsy uh, from from people on Etsy, and and the total there was about two hundred and fifty dollars. Mm. Um, so it, it's not like I mean, frankly, the the alcohol, the open bar, we're budgeting between five hundred and a thousand just for that. That's like a mm-hmm. third of the budget for the whole right. wedding, um, yeah. and and that's for a you know a forty five minute open bar period. But yeah. our venues, because we're using community venues, it was ninety dollars for the park rental and one hundred and seventy dollars for the theater. Um, right. And and I think those numbers are surprising to people who are in the wedding world because they will budget twenty five or or. Fifty thousand dollars for weddings sometimes, yeah. Um, yeah. and we—I I mean, if that's right for people, then more power to them. But for us, um, we decided that wasn't the right fit for us. We wouldn't feel good about having a twenty-five thousand dollar party. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and yeah. and so for us, I think our total budget will come in more like three to five thousand um, dollars, mm-hmm. and uh, and and that seemed doable. It seemed achievable and reasonable for us. And I don't think that there's anything that we've done that's fundamentally sort of unattainable. Like we didn't have any special connections other than maybe we had some friends who had who liked to perform. So we're mm-hmm. getting a, a steal of a deal on, on their performance talent for the, <laughs> the evening performance. Yeah, um, that's but great. yeah, I think I, I wish more people would would think about this as they're they're planning. It's just so easy to get caught up in the machine and the media of it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, our producer, Carol, says the richness of your wedding is coming from community and authenticity rather than from the stuff of it. <laughs> mm, that's nice. Yeah. yeah Carol, I, I, that's Carol a lovely compliment. Putting, yeah. She's a, she has a good way of putting things sometimes. Um, what are you most looking forward to that day, Kathleen? Oh, um. I'm actually, I'm really excited about the ceremony that we've put together. Um, we've done it sort of in a way that 
feels really right to us. Um, and although we might be kind of following a traditional process, I think we, we've added a little bit of our own pizzazz. So at one point we've asked, we're going to be asking everyone there to share one word of wisdom or a sentence of wisdom um, mm -hmm. for our lives moving forward. Um, uh, and I think I'm, I'm also really looking forward to the park part. I think it'll be really fun to have a bunch of activities because I, I think either people will have fun observing people doing activities because yeah. I think sometimes yeah. that can be so fun. Or they're going to have fun doing some goofy things they haven't done since they were eight years old, which yep. uh, I think Joel has kind of brought into our relationship and I started doing and I, you know, I think it's just great. I mean, we're going to have a craft station set up and have people design what they think our life is going to be moving forward. Um, yeah. And also an affirmation station where we're going to have everyone's names in an envelope and they can, people can write nice compliments to each other, which we'll then send home with them in their, in their thank you yeah. notes. So I think those are the two things that I'm most excited about. Any closing thoughts, Joel? Uh, you know, I, I feel like um, whatever your interest is, I guess my... Uh, one thing I'm most proud of for this wedding is that we've been able to do it um, in a way that didn't cost us an arm and a leg. It didn't. We didn't have to sacrifice doing other things in our life that we really wanted to do in order to have this big party. Um, and mm -hmm. uh, I think for me, what I'm most excited about is sort of the balance of it all. Um, that we've got some serious times, we've got some fun times, we've got some showboat times where we get to perform and, and laugh. And I'm sure that, that people who speak will be hilarious and, you know, I, I think it's going to be really great. Um, yeah. The other thing is I, I'm looking forward to uh, feeling um, like we've put it together our own way and feeling connected. Um, one of the things that Kathleen's mom said was, make sure you really feel like you're married afterwards <laughs> well and, that's that's very good yeah and, and uh, it was and, and, it, it's good we're excited to do that um we're actually going to get ready together we didn't want a big vital reveal or something like this we're going to get ready together and i, I feel like this whole thing is going to make us stronger as a couple that's wonderful. We're totally out of time. Thanks so much for being with us. Um, I'd like to hear from both of you again on the show sometime on some other topics. Bye for now. Great. Goodbye. Thanks. Thank you for choosing to listen to Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham will return next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Mountain, and 6 a.m. Pacific on A to Zen.fm.